Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Tuesday Night Flight. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG, soon to be joined by the boss BJ. We got a few things to get into tonight. A uh, little update, sideline junkies wise. Uh, we didn't come through with a Saturday night WrestleManiacs uh, as promised because of scheduling conflicts. Uh, the People's Choice Don Rodriguez and Nubian Sumo were both on special assignment. Myself, I was on special assignment with a personal matter. So we weren't able to bring forth the Hell in the Cell picks or uh, anything of that nature. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, we're starting this week off, right? Tuesday night flight. Uh, we were off for Father's Day on Sunday. So here we are starting off a new week. And I'm joined by the man that writes all the checks around here. Uh, hopefully, after last week's fiasco, he docks uh, Dario's pay. But it's the boss, BJ. What's up, everybody? What's going on? What's happening, brother? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, chilling on this cool Tuesday night. Just coming back in from a nice, nice hour-long walk, trying to get this body together. You know, I'm a little late. A little late on the summer body, but you know I'm working on it. Hey, that's all right. It's a work in progress. That's good. Uh, we got to start off with the news that's been dominating the TV for the last two days. Well, the last day and a half, I'll say. Uh, Las Ve Las Vegas Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib came out uh yesterday, I believe it was, as gay, and it set everybody. Uh, a blaze, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, good thoughts and, and, and saying, you know, hey, things like that. Now, I'm, me personally, I'm a Carl Nassib fan because I watched Hard Knocks with the Cleveland Browns. I think that was two seasons ago, and he was fighting for a spot. And ever since then, I followed him. And I know his, uh, his work ethic is something that's pretty damn good. So kudos to him. Uh, your thoughts on that, BJ? I'm going to play devil's advocate. Um, can I come out tomorrow and announce I'm straight? Is it going to get as is – it, is it going to – and I can't, but is it going to get any attention? If – if what's being fed to us and what's being pushed by the LGB, I can never get the number, the, the letter straight. Help me out, Kevin. LGBT, right? Yeah, LGBTQ. Now, LGBTQ. If if what's being pushed to us is that this should be normal, this is this should be normalized. They're not. This is this is this is the, the message I get from them. That they're not special. They like everyone else. They want to be treated like everyone else. So then, why the hell of it is it a big deal that a player comes out and announces he gay? Why is that a big deal now? Now, all of a sudden, this is the top selling jersey 
over the last two days. When if this announcement was never made, it would have been the probably 50 jerseys sold from his, his name every year. Now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a swing. I'm a swing the gate the other way. Uh, you know, I guess I have to say this because, you know, who knows who's listening. I have no problem with any of this. I don't care what your sexuality is, what you prefer, how many people you prefer in your relationship, you know, how, what's your body count? I don't care about any of that. What your political views are. At the end of the day, I want you to respect me as a human being, which us black people can't even get. We can't even get that basic shit right now. I want you to respect me as a human being. I want you to respect my views. And I want to be just like me and you. Me, you, Gary, Delonte, Jimmy. We, we'll talk and 80% of the time we agree on what we're talking about and then it's that 20% we can talk to each other. It's not arguing. It's not fussing. We can talk to each other about our differences. So if this is being pushed as, hey, we want to be treated like everybody else, we want the same rights down the board, then why the hell is this announcement special? And, I'm a, and I'm a, I told you, I'm going to swing the gate. You said he was on hard knocks trying to make the team. I looked at his stats. Um, below average stats. And you know why I say that? Because below average stats get you cut in this league. Below average stats get you cut in this league because they can always draft the next person to see if they can do better than what you're doing. You know, salary cap, whatever the case may be. I'm starting to think now, is this a ploy to increase his career by two or three seasons? Because he's bought himself more time. If you cut him now, now the LGBTQ is going to be in an uproar. Kevin Samuel says something. If you don't know who Kevin Samuels is, he's a relationship guy, uh, you know, giving men and women the, the, the 100% truth, and a lot of them can't handle it. And he's been, he's been attacked as, by, by women that can't handle this information as gay. Okay? Now, if you're, if you're as old as I am, Back in the day, when you were mad at somebody, you wanted to to say a bad word to them, you called them gay. So now, all of a sudden, this man, Kevin Samuels, has given relationship advice to women that don't like to hear the truth. Now, he, all of a sudden, he's gay, and you shouldn't be taking advice from them. I'm lost, because a woman to take advice from their gay friend, they'll still go shopping with their gay friends. You can't play both sides. If you're saying that this is supposed to be normal, then it has to be normal. It, 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 it shouldn't be an announcement. Can um, Ryan Fitzpatrick come out tomorrow and say he sh- he's a straight heterosexual man? Is it going to get the attention? Is his jersey sales going to skyrocket to the front? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I really think, like I said, I, I, I told Gary this when um, the announcement happened, and I looked at his stats. I said, man, I think I actually think this is a ploy. I don't care if he's gay or not. If you're an NFL fan, you've had women beaters on your team, murderers, God knows what else, and people don't care as long as, long as you perform on the field. This man can wear rainbow socks. 
to the Raiders game. And the Ra- all the Raiders care about, can you get to the quarterback? Can you stop? Can you penetrate the line of scrimmage? If you can't do that, we got to cut you. So it's that simple. I don't care what you are. I hate that. This, I hate the announcement. I hate the publicity. It, it's, it's like a publicity stunt. Now everybody got to come out and say, I support you, this, that, and the other. When it's already, a, NFL is already a brother and they support each other anyway. I'm tired of these announcements, man. I really am. It, it's, it's, it's getting to the point where it's just ridiculous. I don't need to know what your sexual preference is. I don't care. I don't care. If he showed up at, at minicamp, he never made that announcement and showed up at camp, minicamp with a guy. Of course, it would set the media in a frenzy, but it's just like, who cares? The man is here to play football with the silver and black, with the Raiders. Can you perform on the field? From what I see, it's, it's, it's average to below average. That's what's, at the end of the day, going to make the difference. So, you know, um, I, I'm just tired of hearing it, man. I really am. I hear it. He made the big announcement on Instagram. I see it flooding my timeline. Like, bro, okay, congratulations. I don't give a shit. Can you play football on the field? If you can't do that, if I'm the GM of the Raiders, I got to cut you. But now, and, 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 and just imagine this scenario. Gary brought up this scenario. They bring him upstairs like, look, you're not doing too well. We're thinking about moving on. And my man's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to say I'm gay. I'm going to come out. I'm going to get all the support from all the players. They're going to have to release a statement saying how they support me. I'm going to pressure them into giving me more time, buying me another season or two. I think the minimum contract veteran is, what, six hundred grand. I believe so, that's what it is now. Yeah, veteran minimum is six hundred grand. Six hundred grand. So just imagine. Michael Sam came out gay, couldn't play a lick of fucking football. Not a lick of fucking football. Is he still in the league? No. Did he get a chance because he announced he was gay? Yes. Couldn't play a lick of football. Nah, he actually dropped once he made that announcement because he was actually rated as a third, third, uh, mid third, late. I mean, mid third, early fourth, and he dropped. I think all the way to the seventh round after Bro, he made that announcement. I just one. I, I can understand why because you don't, you don't want the the circus just like they didn't. Nobody wanted to pick up To, you know, certain players that you don't want to touch Antonio Brown because you don't want the circus that comes with it. Because now, guess what the Raiders players got to do? Every fucking practice now, they got to answer questions about this. You know, anytime this man touched the field, he do anything of significance. Tip a pass, you know, tie his shoes. If he wear different socks and everything, he is going to be the center of attention. We're talking about Carl fucking Nassif, the number one jersey selling the last two days in NFL. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't know what else to say on that, man. It, it's, it's, like I say, if it's supposed to be the norm, I don't understand why we keep getting big announcements if you want it to be the norm. Nobody announces that they're straight. No one announces, hey, I'm going to work today. Right? Stop. 
You're true. Very true. Um, well, I, I was going to make an announcement, but uh, I guess it's not really that announcement. I mean, hell, make uh, your announcement. We making everybody else making announcements, you know? Well, you know, my announcement, everybody, you know, want to come out and I, I don't knock anybody for anything. And when, you know, people say, uh, you know, they're not going to call. I seen something. They're not calling their mother, mother, not calling my mom, mom anymore. She's the birth giver. Yep. I said that to my mother early. My mother asked me what the fuck was my problem. <laughs> and so <laughs> then I seen a lady go after you saying, boat, you can't call your twins boys. They decide what gender they want to be. Why? Absolutely you, ridiculous. When you start telling people how to live their lives. That's when I have a problem. Carl Nassib coming out as gay does not affect me one way, shape, or form or any other way. It doesn't stop me from eating. It doesn't stop me from working. Am I a fan of his? Yes. Yes, I am a fan of his because of what I've seen on Hard Knocks. He got a motor. He just got to round that corner a little bit better. But he's fine. You know, he's not a really, really bad guy. He, you know... Character-wise, he's a great character guy. I'm cool with him. I like him. Just because he came out as gay, I'm not going to stop liking him. I'm still going to follow his career. He went to Penn State. I'm still going to follow his career. Because what he did at Penn State, and to hear that story where he wasn't a starter until his fifth year and wound up winning Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, that's saying something. That shows dedication. That shows that you, you, you can stick to something and go with it. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But as far as it's dominating the news cycle for the last day, okay. Well, that's his personal business. If I was a Raiders fan, if it was somebody on, on Washington, the Washington football team, that's great. Kudos. But how many sacks are you coming up with this year? How many passes are you catching? How many touchdowns are you scoring? That's a, what you do off the field is your business. If it makes you happy, like my grandmother used to say, if you like it, I love it. That's it for me. If he likes it, I love it. And we got a little something going on in the text window here. Uh, the man of the hour, Delonte, says, speak that truth, B. Uh, Lady C chimes in. We don't care what he does off the field. Can he make plays and help my fantasy league is the question. That's it and that's all. Kudos to him for having the courage to do it. But um, I need you to make that Raiders defense strong because I think I'm going to go after them in fantasy football this year. So um, moving on. NFL, uh, NFL, NBA draft lottery was tonight. Uh, the draft order one through 14 goes as such. The Detroit Pistons won overall. Uh, Jesse was right. Shout out to Jesse Young, Detroit Pistons fan. Good, bad, indifferent. I don't understand why, but hell, that's loyalty, people. Um, the Houston Rockets, two. Cleveland Cavaliers, three. Toronto Raptors, four. Orlando Magic, five. Oklahoma Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder, six. Golden State Warriors, seven. That's from the trade with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Orlando Magic, eight. That's from the Vucevic trade with the Bulls. Uh, Sacramento, nine. Pelicans, 10. Hornets, 11. Spurs, that, that just seems odd being there. Spurs, 12. Pacers, 13. Golden State Warriors, four. The top 14 picks. Golden State has two. Orlando has two. We might see some uh, some teams really rebuilding through this draft, which is pretty deep, what everybody says. But 
we shall see um how that plays out. But keeping with the NBA because we got to keep it moving tonight. Down goes the Nets. They lost to the uh, <laughs> they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks the other night. Kevin Durant gave it everything he had. He said, "My big foot. I thought it was a three, but my big foot was on the line. We could have won that game." But kudos to Kevin Durant because he laid it all out. Did the things that he did in the postseason after coming back from a traumatic injury of a ruptured Achilles has to be. Uh, acknowledge you have to stand up and look at it because I'm afraid for next season. Once this team comes back healthy, we're going to see what they can really do. But uh, Stephen A. Smith said it was karma. James Harden quitting on the on the Rockets, uh, Kyrie quitting on the on the Celtics. You know it's karma that all this happened. Blake Griffin quit quitting on the uh, Pistons. Right, you ain't dunking two years and now. You dunking on uh, Giannis. He and I, I can believe the comment. That's one thing that I can agree with Stephen A. about uh, him saying that, you know, it's karma. Because one thing that's not undefeated, well, two things not undefeated is father time and karma. They'll come back and get you in a heartbeat. I felt father time today walking. I was like, <laughs> my goodness, what is going on? Why can't he I ride on your back? <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, so the Nets are out. They were the presumptive favorite to win it all once the Lakers went down because everybody was shooting for a Lakers-Brooklyn finals. Yep. You know, KD versus LeBron, yep. straight up. And I thought that that was going you know, to be something that shut the NBA down. Like, it was going to shut the world down that series. It was going to be a seven-game series. But I think it was going to shut the world down to where everybody would be watching. But uh, it didn't work out that way. And uh, I think KD is going to go play for Team USA in the Olympics. We'll talk about the Olympics before we get out of here because we got something special coming up with that. But um, I think KD is going to play in the Olympics. Uh, I think LeBron's taking the summer off. Um, but were you shocked? KD, you mute yourself. Where you go? No, I'm here. Did okay. you hear me? No, nah, I lost you for a second. Okay, I said, was you? Were you shocked that the Nets lost? I was because I, I predicted they won. They would win after that game. I watched where Giannis just basically botched the game. Um, I, I and just because the Bucks won, I still feel the same way about Giannis. Um, watching that kid play, he can't shoot, can't shoot free throws. But that's beyond the point. I, I just you know want to put that out there. But I want to know why and, and what you said about Kevin Durant is 100% true. He definitely um, showed up, showed out. Um, coming back from the Achilles, you know, amazing performance. But I want to know why he doesn't get the slander that LeBron James gets. If that was LeBron James, he would have got destroyed. Ran up and down the street. He would have been, he'd have been tied to the back of a car, and they would have drug him up and down the street. Um, as far as you know, KD, you know, stepping on the line for the you know possibly uh, a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. My thing is, you've wore the same shoe size for however long now. 
I just can't a player of that of his stature not know where your feet are, not be aware of where you are on the court, what you want to do, what you want to shoot. So I don't I'm not buying that. Okay. Um, and then like I said before, on our last episode where we talked about before, you know, when the, the series was still going. I said, this is Kevin Durant's chance to show that he can do what LeBron James had done in Cleveland for all those years, which is take four green garbage cans to the finals. Because that's what that's what LeBron James did his first first, you know, go around in Cleveland. He took four other green garbage cans. You can't even name the fucking players that went to the finals with him. I know Zadrunas Ogalskis. I can't even name the rest of the starting lineup. I can't. I don't I don't I know Big Z was there. I don't know who else was there. The first go around. I'm not talking about the Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving group. Not the second time. I'm talking about the first time. So, you know, people Mo say, Williams. Hey, Mo Williams. I'm uh, talking about stepfather, uh Delonte West. Delonte West. Booby Gibson. I'm talking about garbage pail kids, like a, a, a trash can. You go outside and the trash can on fire, and it's the fire is so bad the metal is melting off the damn trash can. Okay, so when I say that, I don't want to hear the excuse about James Harden being hurt and Kyrie not being there. That puts him in the same situation LeBron had, and like I said, kudos. How he, he played minutes, bucket after bucket. I think he, I don't think he made a bucket in the overtime. Am I correct? Over six, I believe so. Over six, and when it counted in overtime, he made a big deal out of oh, you know, I could have sent them home with that shot. Okay, well, you still had your chance in overtime. He went over six. Um, and I just, I just, I just want to know why the slander is not the same. You know, why? Why isn't it the same? Why isn't he held to the same standard? All this well, I, no, go ahead, go ahead, KJ. No, I think I can answer that. Not not to cut you off, but I think I can answer that. A lot of fans say the slander's not there for the Durantula because he didn't self-appoint himself the greatest of all time. You know, LeBron sat in the shop uh once he won that title in Cleveland, you know, that's when I became the GOAT. You know, they say, well, LeBron keeps self-appointing himself something. Isaiah Thomas dug in his ass about that and was like, you know, in my day, nobody called – you didn't call yourself the greatest. Everybody else did. We called Michael the greatest. He didn't call himself the greatest. Everybody wants to go back to that. And that's why LeBron gets so much hate, which I'm – and but I feel like this. I wouldn't care if it's uh, – hell, I can't even think of a bad player. Um, n- name me a bad player in the league. Um, Tristan Thompson. Okay, I, I wouldn't care if it's Tristan Thompson. And he says, well, I'm the best power forward in the league. Yeah, it, it's laughable because you know it's not the truth. But him believing that and believing in himself, he betting on himself when nobody else will. Now, he goes out there, he does the work. Now, Tristan Thompson can walk into 17, 18 rebounds a game. He can. He can do it consistently. That's one thing I will give him. I just wish he did it more often. And he scored the way he used to score. That dude used to fill up the bucket, man. 
That's the Tristan Thompson I want. I don't want this soft-ass Tristan Thompson that plays now that can barely give me 10, 12 points. I want the old one that could give me 20 and 20, 20 and 10, maybe even 20 and 20 on some nights. That's the guy that I want. But him saying that and betting on himself, I'm fine with that. Because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. LeBron believes in himself, and that pisses everybody off. That's why he. That's why KD doesn't get the slander because KD sits back. He's you know low key laid back. He doesn't chirp too much. But LeBron is you know face of the, of the league. There's no bigger star in the league than LeBron. And LeBron and is I, the NBA. And I and I agree with you, but you but you know he got slandered before, before he made that, before he won the Cleveland title because he took a lot of heat. Going to the heat for the decision. He took a lot of that. And he was getting slandered before that in Cleveland. Now, of course, it increased over the years. But my thing is, you have people, you have people that are down the line, split probably at this point. It, it might be more 60-40, leaning towards Kevin Durant being the best player in the league. And it's understandable. No one can stop this man scoring. You had to a former defensive MVP running from him, defensive player of the year running from this man, scared shitless, didn't want anything to do with Kevin Durant. I'm talking about Giannis. So then if – if and that's why I compared the first years in Cleveland. All Kevin Durant did for me, yeah, yes, he proved that he came back from Achilles. He's still the – probably I, I have to give him the best score in the league. He's the best score in the league. But he just proved to me, unless he got Steph on one side and Clay on the other side, he can't win by himself. That's all this. This all this playoffs proved to me. Call me a hater, and call me whatever you want, but it's the truth. I thought you know that him and Russ had something special in Oklahoma City, and they you know they got they got you know their asses handed to them by the Heat. I thought if they had just stayed. You know, the, the newer generation is so impatient. I thought if they had stayed together, you would have probably had a couple, maybe two or three titles out of Oklahoma City, if not more, because you have the, the best scorer in the league right now. Um, You know, I don't know, you know, everybody speculates what, what you know, what went on with, between him and Russ and OKC. We don't know. And I'm not going to speculate. Every time I speculate, I look like an asshole, so I'm not going to do that. But just think about it. This thing about LeBron, what LeBron took to the finals, that first, his first go around in Cleveland, and what, what you call him had at his disposal, uh, Kevin Durant had at his disposal, you know, on the roster with the Nets, even with an injured James Harden, even with, uh, and people are making excuse of, you know, LeBron never went against the league MVP. That league MVP, after I watched that series, it's insulting to me that Giannis won two MVPs. And I, like I said, I understand it's for regular season play. But for me, it's just like the boy can only do one thing. So for him to, to take a league MVP from Steph, from, from Kevin Durant, from LeBron James, Anthony Davis, whoever. I'm not going to put Anthony Davis in there because he, he only plays 60% of the season. So he can never be considered that. You know, but but legitimate players that could have won the MVP is just like, you know, and it, you know, you feel like even more and more that the, the awards are like a part of an agenda. 
So I don't even respect the two league MVP Giannis has. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like I, you know, I, I gotta say it how it is, man. I don't care where he's from. Right now, and, and it, he's not gonna prove it next year. Remember, I said this last episode. He has a chance to prove he can win the way LeBron won his first time around in Cleveland. I said that on the last show before they, you know, they got eliminated. Now you're going to get a healthy James Harden back next year, a healthy Kyrie Irving. So he's not going to be able to prove that he can win without these two, well, one superstar. Kyrie's not a superstar. Kyrie's just a good point guard. Um, and James Harden, you know, I know he was hurt, but, you know, once again, James Harden goes, goes to sleep in the playoffs. You know, I mean, you know, and I, I, I don't want to see I don't want to slander James because, I mean, they almost beat um, Houston almost beat. Um, I can't think of who, who they almost beat when he was with the Rockets and Chris Paul got injured. They almost went to the finals. They took that to a game seven. I think they were down three to two. That was they, Golden State. Golden State. They almost beat Golden State. James be, almost, and he just went cold in that game seven. He went cold, ice cold, couldn't hit shit. So, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, you know, I, I consider myself an old school NBA fan. Like, yeah, you don't have this, that, and other, but I've seen people do it with less. I'm not scared of Giannis. You damn sure shouldn't be because he don't even want to check you. To me, that's Chris Middleton's team. Shit. <laughs> Look, I'm, I told you I'm not making up any more uh, quote-unquote excuses. I'm not saying anything. You know how I feel about Giannis. Um, he's one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, I just I, I want to see him angry. You know, I love anger out of him because like Mr. Nancy said in uh, – uh, 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 Dang, what's the name of the TV show? I can't think of the name name of the TV show right now. But he said, angry is good. Angry gets shit done. Yeah, it does. That's why I like him to be angry. When Giannis is pissed off, he's determined. The hell with that jumper. He backing you down. He banging on you. That's the Giannis I want to see. And, and, but, but, but not just any anger. Controlled anger. Yes, controlled yes. Anger. A controlled rage. Brother, I just, yes. saw, I just saw your... The message on uh, Instagram you sent me. Oh my, yes sir, yes. Sir. That's, a, that's a that's an inside joke. I love I love it when they can look like different. Like I didn't know who it was at first. I had to look. I'm like who posted this? I was like, oh my goodness. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, but the thing with KD and the Nets, this gives them time to retool. This gives them time to because they got they got guys on the bench. Now, I, I was pissed when they traded uh Karis Levert because I was like, Karis Levert balled for them last year. They made the playoffs last year, if I'm not mistaken, with Karis Levert carrying them. Or they were in the playing game. I'm not if I'm not mistaken. He carried them. And then they just discarded him, you know, to get Blake Griffin. Pissed me off. And I I think that's more of karma than you know the, the other things. But this makes you scared because now you have a full off season that these guys can work together. And I guess we're going to go back to normal where it's going to be an 82 game season that starts in November, hopefully the beginning of November. So we can go back to normal 
and really not have that much of a turnaround like we did last season. Mm -hmm. So this makes it scary because KD is going to get those guys together. Kyrie is going to do his thing. And Steve Nash is going to have to have a tighter reign. You can't just have rules for your big three, which is no rules, and then everybody else got to follow. No, you need to get everybody on the same page. This is what we're going to do. And you need to emphasize defense more. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is a defensive player. Let him play defense. His job is to block shots and dump. That's yeah. it. Man, what happened and, to DeAndre Jordan? I forgot all about him. He disappeared, didn't he? Didn't damn, he? Damn, he didn't even play. Mm. I, I, now, I forgot all about him, bro. I don't know if he exactly. got hurt, hurt or what. So, you know, you got you got guys on this team. It gives them the chance to retool. So it's it's going to be scary if they can get it right and they can get somebody in the draft that's an uh, instant contributor. But not only that, they get some pieces in free agent because guys are going to want to go to New, oh, New Jersey. The guys are going to want to go to New York, whether it's the Knicks or the Nets. Guys are going to want to go to New York. So those are the two. The basketball mecca. Will always be Madison Square Garden, no matter how good or bad the the the, the Knicks are. But uh, this is going to be a time when New York is going to be the city of dreams. And whoa, the man of the hour just checked in and said Zion wants to be traded to New York. Uh, him and R.J. Barrett together again. Ooh boy. I, Ooh, and I, boy. if that is the case. I don't feel bad for the Pelicans because, like I said on the last podcast, the Pelicans, to me, when you talk about bad franchises, they're right there with me. You fired two coaches in two years. Mm-hmm. You, didn't even get, you didn't even give Van Gundy a chance to put a stamp on his team. They said that some, him and the, the GM, I guess, had differences. Okay, what GM and coach don't have differences? That's when you sit down and be like, all right, talk to me. What What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? What do you – what do you, why do you need this player? I think we need this. Can we find somebody that can fit both our styles? Or you put you tell me who you want. I'm going to tell you who you want. Let's check off. Let's, I'm going to give you my list. You give me your list. I'm going to make checks. You make checks. We'll meet in the middle. See what we can get. You're not going to agree on everything. I just said that on the podcast. You're not going to agree on everything. The point isn't to agree on everything. So, I mean, if I'm Zion, I mean, I don't blame him. Not one bit, not one bit. But you didn't give uh, who was the coach before him? Monty Williams, wasn't it? Uh, no, nah, Gentry. Gentry, Alvin Gentry. I'm sorry, you didn't give Alvin Gentry a chance with Zion. Zion was hurt most of his rookie year, so you didn't give him a chance at all not to work with all. Zion. So I, I don't feel sorry for the Pelicans at all, and they're back in the lottery again. So, um, speaking of teams being in the lottery, you remember trust the process? What was that? 2011 to 2017 six years of pretty much tanking getting all these players you got joel and b you got markel fultz you got ben simmons uh you wound up signing tobias harris you traded for jimmy buckets um who else did you did you have uh i'm trying to think of who else whoever else they had but it all ends every year in the second round what is that telling you now you got a coach in Doc Rivers who knows how to coach championship basketball, was a pretty good player, knows the ins and outs of this game, 
But um, y'all just got beat by Atlanta. Y'all got bounced again. But the reason why they got bounced, I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons' confidence. But, bruh, I, I, you passed up an open shot. Open shot. That was an easy two. You passed it up. Like, you have no confidence in yourself. That's a problem for me. That is a serious problem. I don't I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I mean, he, is it a psychological thing? What the hell is it? Because I don't know. I think it's definitely psychological at this point. You know what I'm saying? He's conscious of, you know, the slander, him not being able to shoot regular shots and free throws. Um, I think that, you know, this is something that me and Gary talked about. I think that Philly missed a chance at getting James Harden because I think they, they were on his list. I think Gary said they were on James James Harden, Philadelphia was on James Harden's list, but the Philly didn't want to give up on Ben Simmons. So can you just imagine an Embiid-Harden uh, combo? You know, you wouldn't be able to double-team Embiid too much because you have to focus on the outside, too, and Harden being able to shoot. So he definitely dropped the ball then. He definitely had more um, value than he does right now because right now, I always say this because y'all always question it. Just like, you know, when I said somebody's going to take John Wall's contract, even though he's injured, I was like, ah. I said, Son, it's always somebody, a suitor. Always. Because you might not be doing it for right now. You might be doing it for a favor down the line where you need to clear cap space. And I need to send you this dead contract because you, you got $100 million in cap space. And I can send them to you. You can cut them. Just like Atlanta did Carmelo. It's always going to be a trade suitor. Now, now though, the trade suitors are going to buy. Look, that boy a bum. We're going to give you a hot ham sandwich and go ahead and send him up this way. And we, you know, because I, I think, doesn't he have a max contract? I think he has a max contract, doesn't he? Who, Ben Simmons? I think. Let me see what Ben Simmons No, is sir. Out. Ben Simmons. Salary, y'all just gonna have to hold on. We ain't. <laughs> we don't well, have, let uh, me say this: while you look at that, tw- twenty-nine uh, million a year. Oh shit, that is max. And they're talking about giving uh, MB to max this offseason. Ben well, Simmons, the MB would deserve it. Yes, but Ben Simmons didn't deserve a max contract when he signed it. This is thirty million. Hoops hype say thirty million a year. Oh lord, we yeah, might have to hit good. the fourth track. Okay, so they're saying thirty million for twenty twenty one. 33 for 21 22, 35 the next season, 37, and then thir- and 40. Goodness mm. gracious. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Man, look. They got to find a way to get rid of this boy. I don't know. I don't know. Did Jimmy, but- Jimmy Butler not want to sign back? Yeah, he didn't want to sign back at all. Okay. I wonder, I wonder what did it. I wonder, you know, now you, now you wonder stuff like that. Like, why didn't he want to sign back? Was it? Because of Ben Simmons and him being timid and stuff, did you know something didn't fit right? Because Jimmy would have been a perfect uh, uh, compliment to you know this team right now. That's yeah, true, gonna have, bro. They're gonna have to find something to do with this kid. This kid cannot come back next season and play in a Philly uniform. The only way he can do that if they exhausted every option and they don't have a choice but to bring him back. But your second, you, you, I mean. Not, He's not the second best player on the team. But 
your your player that's second in salary, which should be your second best player on the team, was on the bench in crunch time because they couldn't depend on him. That tells you all you need to know, and that he is not he's not going to be a part of any type of championship. You know where he's the number two guy. He has to go somewhere. Like probably the Nets would be perfect for him. He doesn't have to worry about scoring at all. All he has to do is play defense. He's 6'10", 240. All he has to do is play defense. He needs to go to a team where they don't need him to score, which is kind of crazy. They just need him to play defense because Philly got thigh ball. He, he plays really good defense. Mm-hmm. He, locked Bill, he locked Bill up. He, he made Bill's life a living hell. I like thigh ball. I really do. Uh, and the other kid, I can't remember his name right now. He can score. Uh, the one with the dreads on Philly, I can't remember his name. Ah, uh, but he can score. So can Toby. Don't forget Toby. Oh, Toby can give you twenty I, to ten. I, I, I love Harris. I love Tobias Harris, man. I man, I Tobias Harris can put buckets in. I love him. Love him to death. Uh, I'm trying to think of where's his kids. Ah, uh, Tyrese Maxey. I think it's mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey. Is that Tyrese Maxey? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you got some people that might be able to score for you, might be able to put some buckets in for you. So they're going to have to, you know, because I think John Wall is going to be out of Houston. I think he shut himself down. I don't really think he's hurt. But it, it's going to be some movement. It's going to be some movement. I think, you know, if the right – Package go up to Portland. You might be able to get Dane. You might be able to get CJ. Yeah, that you team, might be able to get Mello. You yeah, my, Mello. That team needs to be broken up because obviously, you know, they keep having the same issues too. You have teams that keep having the same issues. You're going to have teams that look like, damn, I, I know he can't shoot, but if we have a six ten point guard guard, you know, you know these these little guys, we. <laughs> We're going to be, you know, we it, it, it's always somebody in the mindset like we can work with them. We can deal with it. So, yeah, I'll give you that. Now, we're, we're going to move over to the West because uh, the Suns won game one without CP3, who is still in COVID protocol. And right now they're up 25-22 at the end of the first quarter over the L.A. Clippers. Kawhi is still out with uh, what has been called a knee sprain right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the stats looking like? Uh, Clippers, four from Zubac, two from Morris, seven from Jackson, five from George, uh, four from Terrence Mann. That's all they're scoring. The Suns, 12 from Aiton, who is turning into a dog in these playoffs. Uh, Devin Booker, four, seven from Payne, and two from Johnson. So that, you know, it's Excuse me, it's just the first quarter, so. But uh, did you expect the Suns to get game one under their belt? Yes, I did. Absolutely. I think I still think without CP3, they're still the better team, the more complete team than um, than the uh, Clippers are. Now, I actually, you know, I actually have to give kudos to Paul George because Paul George did his thing. I didn't think they were going to be able to beat the Jazz. The last two games, 
Game six, game seven. Was it a game seven? Was that game? Did they go? They didn't go seven games. No, they swept. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about, they didn't sweep Utah. They wanted. I thought they wanted four. They wanted four to two, didn't they? No, I thought they swept Utah. I thought that was the whole the whole point. Hold on. Nah, they didn't sweep Utah. Let me, let me look that up because I might have it wrong. I mean, they just kept damn winning shit. <laughs> yeah, they they won the last two games. They they didn't sweep them though. Uh shoot. Oh man, I want to see yeah, the last Jazz, Jazz Clippers. Uh, the Clippers won it four to two. Oh, so, oh no no okay yeah yeah they beat I'm t- I'm thinking of Nuggets I, I got Nuggets on the mind okay I got Phoenix and Nuggets on the mind that's what I'm thinking of sweet so they were tied two two and Paul George took over yeah he took he took over turns man they he, and they did their thing I got to get him his props so that because all we do is slander him on this show you know uh, but yeah I I, th- I still think the Suns if the Suns can hold off and get this game and CP three come back. Cause he made CP3 made a video with his kids the other day. He looked like he's good. I think he's just waiting the, the 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 waiting period to come back. They can get CP3 back and dispatch the uh, the Clippers. I think that's your favorite for the NBA title. Okay. Well, that that brings me to the the the, the last question of the night. Uh, you already said who wins the West, who wins the East, Atlanta or. Uh, Atlanta or um, Milwaukee? Uh, I think I'm a root for Atlanta, but I I think Milwaukee probably Atlanta just they got a really really good team, top to bottom. They play really good on both sides. It's hard to go against them, but I think you know will they have an answer to stop Giannis from getting to the the, the basket? You know that. And I think Nate McMillan has done a hell of a job, and they, they, they made the, uh, they took, you know, they said he still has the interim coach tag on him in Atlanta. He, they in the East Finals. <laughs> he's still it, the interim coach. Don't it make you wonder? Man, it's it's crazy. But it, um, I'm not even gonna go there because I was nah, getting ready to go there, but I'm not, not even gonna go. Don't there. do it because I was gonna do it too. Don't do it. Don't even do it. Uh, we didn't say enough controversial stuff on this. <laughs> but, but you know. We, I, I can see you going for Atlanta because we got a Maryland alum down in Atlanta. Uh, what they they say in Atlanta, they call him Kayvon, Kevin Herter yeah. out of Maryland. Uh, but don't forget, Clint Capella's down there. Clint Capella can check Giannis. Yeah, but for how long? How many fouls he's going to be? You got to worry about that stuff. Like this ain't, you know what I'm saying? This ain't 2K. You know, Giannis, yeah, Gian, Giannis is going to get the fouls called. So oh, you, don't, oh, wait. you don't want to. Go ahead, go ahead. You don't want to put Clint on there because Clint does just you need Clint for rebounding and defensive defense, period. Like True. you can't you can't sacrifice him to Giannis. So that they're gonna have to come up with a game plan for Giannis. You know, and, and like I said, you know, get to a point like, hey big boy, you you do this, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it yourself. But you, know? you talk about Giannis on 2K, and Dario can uh can can vouch for this. Giannis on 2K on any 2K from I'll say from 18 on is unstoppable. I've rolled into Milwaukee in 2K20 with you know my career. LeBron, I'm with LeBron and the Lakers, AD, and we roll in the thing on a 10-game win streak. You know, we destroying everything. Giannis did not miss 
until the fourth quarter. He was like 25 or 26, and he dropped 50 on me. Like he was every time he caught the ball, he was going in for a dunk. Like it was nothing I could do. Every time he was open, he was shooting green light from, you know, mid range. He was going in, swinging off the rim, and it was like nothing we could do. And I was like, we're going to wind up seeing them in the finals. And the question is, can I beat him? So Giannis on 2K is a different type of beast. If he played like that in real life, there would be no talk about, oh, well, the Nets lost in game seven. The Nets would have got swept. Atlanta would get swept. Giannis would have, if he played the way they got him on 2K in God mode, every team would get swept. That's how vicious he is in 2K. So let's not talk about him in 2K. No, because I'm still having nightmares about that. And that was like about three, four weeks ago. So. Well, luckily for Atlanta, this ain't 2K. <laughs> and this man can't shoot outside six feet. No. So, you know. But he shouldn't thing. have to. As long as his arms is, as good as he is, he should not have to shoot outside of six feet. He shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to shoot a jumper at all. Because after Clint Capella, you got Gallinari. And I'm not sure who else is on that, whatever big they have on that team, but there's not many bodies on that team that can keep up with Giannis. Giannis should be putting back to the basket, and he should be looking like a Milwaukee Bucks, a new age version of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, don't go that far. That's, no, that's what he should look like. I didn't say that's what he's going to look like. That's what he should look like. He should dominate. Because they don't have any bodies, they don't have anybody to, to 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 check him. It's like if now it would have been different if this is Philly and the Bucks. Because with Philly, you have uh, you could put Ben Simmons on him, but you can also put Embiid on him. You can let Toby Harris get a little bit of him. You know, you can let everybody get a little piece of him because you got a rotation of guys that you can use. You can, Dwight Howard, you got guys you can use. Atlanta don't have that big guy, you know, those big guys deep in the bench that you can just use. Giannis needs to average no less than 34 points this series. There it is. I said it. Well, we shall see. Um, game one, Bucks, Hawks, and Milwaukee tomorrow. And uh, I will definitely be front and center to watch that game. So I'll be right there with you. I'm off tomorrow, so I'll be I'll be right there to watch that. Uh but we done ran way over time. But uh it's cool because we had we done missed two days, so we had to catch up on a lot. So um before we get out of here, let me let this be known. Olympics start on July twenty third. We will be coming to you with special correspondence because I've secured the special Olympic correspondent and she's joining us tonight, Lady C. She's in the text window. She will be doing the Olympics for us and uh, giving us the updates on every show that she's available for. So stay tuned for that. She's already um, gotten into track and field trials and she she asked me today, hey, we're going to talk about that this week. I was going to try to do it today, but we ran long. I wanted to do it Thursday. She got business to handle so she'll be on special assignment but we got an olympic correspondent to come on so please be 
sure to stay be stay tuned for that. Um, tomorrow, uh, we do have DC Sports Rundown, but it's some things that I need to get off my chest. So I need to get with the Midnight Ride and B. We're going to need you to moderate this because he's telling me we started this conversation last week at the end of the show. But I told him that if Lynn Bias had lived, that the Lakers wouldn't have won uh, 86-87 championship because Lynn Bias would have made up the scoring that was lacked with an injured uh, Bill Walton, and he would have made up the slack that they needed to make up to beat the Lakers. He thinks I'm I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. So we're going to need you to mediate that because that's going to be – a uh, brawl for it all once we get down with that. So I just wanted to put that bug in your ear and let you know that. So within the coming weeks, we'll need to talk about that. Careful. So, um, but uh, tomorrow, DC Sports Rundown. Uh, of course, we got to talk to Washington football team, see what's new there. Um, Washington Wizards are still searching for a head coach. Tommy Shepard said he's in no rush, uh, but he better hurry up because a lot of the qualified candidates are going to be snapped up soon. Um, Becky Hammond and Chauncey Billups are the front runners for the Portland job. Uh, they have interviews later on this week. So that's uh, two of your top five candidates for coaching jobs. So Tommy Shepard got to get on the ball and move early. I hate when they wait too late. And Washington Wizards always wait too late when signing the coach. So you got to scrape the bottom of the barrel and try to get somebody. So, um, but outside of that, that's all the time we have for the night. That's the boss BJ. I'm the big guy KG. Can't say we don't do no overtime because we didn't did it tonight. But uh, y'all be easy. See you on IG Live tomorrow night. <laughs>